Hey everybody, welcome to Tales from the Cryptocurrency, where I attempt to demystify cryptocurrency and take the horror out of Bitcoin and other altcoins. So my account slipped back down to 1465 Not completely horrible, but it was nice to see that 1500 yesterday, um, mostly because uh, Bitcoin right now is trading as we speak at 11425 penetrating that 11500 line of support. So so we'll have to see if it starts to slip here um, and uh, continues to go down, then we might be seeing that 10.8 earlier than we thought. But uh, in the meantime, I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that it's just slightly penetrating uh, as the bow strings come back and Bitcoin shoots towards $12,000. So right now uh what we needed to do is get back up to 11,500 and then maintain that 11,500 line of support uh if it continues to slip then like i say then uh we'll have to look for other things xrp right now is trading at 2564 same thing as yesterday basically as we've been saying dogecoin if you have any of that you're stuck with it at 2637 that's 002637 um so uh dogecoin hasn't moved quite a in quite a bit of time i would say like dogecoin hasn't moved in like uh at least 35 days it's been in that 26 25 range and hasn't done anything else ether has slipped back slightly to 381 dollars and 12 cents just down a couple dollars from yesterday's uh high of 385 uh litecoin is down to 49.86 um, I know you heard me say yesterday that I wasn't going to give up that 50, uh, you know, once uh, Litecoin gained that 50, but right now uh, I've let it go to 49.86. I'm probably going to let it go to 49.75 uh, before I close out, but you might hear me closing out today at some point um, if that continues to happen. Uh, and then uh, we have Quantum. Quantum's trading at 2.33 uh, currently right there, and I've had my eye on BNB coin, and BNB coin is up 21 uh you know uh uh i'm sorry uh point to one so uh bnb coin is is making a little bit of a rise so if you have uh binance or binance us uh keep an eye on it uh because it seems that's where all the action is uh when bitcoin is dropping so every time bitcoin drops we see bnb coin uh gain a little spike and and go in the other direction so uh it's not supposed to be correlated uh and i don't think it's actually correlated it just happens to be that's what's been going on uh over the last uh you know trading cycle so uh today i'm not going to talk about a, another creeping coin of the day uh mostly because we're watching like what's going on in the market we've covered a trillion of these coins uh you know we've covered the funny coins we've covered like the ones that are in there uh, i am going to cover some other coins coming up in the next week i'm going to try to pick like you know five or ten more of those uh you know coins that, that are on my index uh that i'll keep watching and basically i'm gonna i'm gonna also pull uh what i would think would be my moonshots for this year so uh coins that i'm going to start to put money into that uh, could flip around and make us a lot of money, you know, uh, coming into December of 2021. And I'll also explain why I'm going to do some of that uh, and where I'm getting the information for from that uh, as well. So before I do that, though, I wanted to cover today then uh, on today's segment. You've heard me mention and talk about smart contracts 
uh, very often and I had somebody ask me, so what is a smart contract uh, and how do smart contracts work? Uh, so I figured today in today's Creeping Coin uh, segment, uh, I'd sit back and uh, I'd go over this with you and uh, we'll cover some of the basics uh, that have to do with smart contracts and that kind of thing. So uh, without any further ado, here we go. Uh, smart contracts basically are, uh, are bits of computer code. Um, and what they do is that they perform a set of instructions uh, like a DAP. Okay, you might have heard the term DAP thrown around. Uh, so that's a, a digital app, right? Uh, or actually a decentralized app is the, is the best way to do. And decentralized apps are, are, are bundled together. And when they're bundled together, that's called a smart contract. So, and uh, smart contracts uh, get put into packages uh, so that people can interact, you know, with each uh, particular bundle of, of smart contracts. So we're, we're all familiar, uh, of course, uh, on your iPhones and on your Androids even, uh, you know, you're all familiar with apps, uh, you know, and, and you've gone to the app store at some point, that kind of thing, uh, where you kind of shop through, you download an app, uh, and then uh, once you got it on your phone, you know, uh, away you go with it, right? So uh, behind uh, every operating system uh, and every interface, you know, for our computers and our phones, uh, these apps that we download are performing like a specific set of instructions, right? So like they might be a GPS, uh, you know, whatever the, the creator laid them out to be. Uh, it could be a game, it could be a calendar, it could be a, a way to buy, you know, goods or services like your Amazon Prime or your eBay or all of that kind of stuff. All of those are, are apps for our phones and for our computers and that kind of thing. Well, a smart contract is a contract uh, that's expressed as a piece of code uh, and it's designed to carry out uh, a set of instructions. So uh, the only difference uh, is that with, with smart contracts, there's no middleman. Uh, so there's no person or company uh, holding your information or verifying it. Uh, the blockchain verifies and holds uh, all the records for you. Uh, so uh, on the, uh, like in the Ethereum community, um, uh, there's, uh, like if you, if you've kind of been in DeFi and you've been in the Ethereum community for a while, you've heard people talk that this is going to be like the future of blockchain, right? So, uh, if Bitcoin is like the gold of like the, the business world and, you know, of, of, of cryptocurrency and like that kind of stuff and Litecoin is like the silver, you know, of, of our whole like sphere here, uh, smart contracts are like the, the oil you know, the oil that the business world runs on. So it's like, it's, it's commodity. It's, you know, it's out there. And, and, uh, how do smart contracts work? So, so basically, um, let's, let's kind of think of a scenario here. Let's say that, that you want to buy, uh, let's say you want to buy a car online, right? Uh, without, without a smart contract, uh, in order to buy this car, uh, you need to have like several things in place, right? So, uh, number one, uh, there has to be a listing, right? Somewhere. So like a listing site to hold the information on, on all the cars that you want to see all the pictures and all that kind of stuff. So that's something that we have to have. Um, you know, we have to have like a way of, of communicating, right. With, with the people that are selling the cars, um, and the people that are selling the cars have to be able to communicate to the people that are buying. So, that's a second component of it all. Uh, a third component would be like a payment system. So something that would allow me to exchange money once I, I find the car that I want, exchange money for that car. 
then uh, fourth, uh, what if the car is a piece of junk or they don't send me the car or this or that? I need to have some kind of system in place to make sure that I can get a refund if I'm not completely satisfied, right, with my purchase. So, uh, and then uh, how many? Uh, that would be like one, two, three, four. So uh, five. Uh, let's go through our, our fifth thing here. And our fifth thing uh, is going to be that uh, that you'll have to to register. You'll have to register the car. You'll have to get a tag for it. You'll have to get insurance. Uh, you'll have to uh, transfer the, the the ownership of that car uh, and register all that junk with the authorities. So so all of all of those points, right? They require you to trust. Uh, the site or service that you're accessing. So uh, a lot of the time, uh, each part of that process is controlled by a different company or individual, right? So like you might go to the Secretary of State to get one portion done. Uh, you go to a car dealership site to actually look at, you know, a car and they might send you to PayPal to actually pay for, for your transaction. Uh, and you're gonna, you know, use something else uh, to, to get your insurance. So so you might have to go through a trillion of, a trillion sites uh, just to get your, your transaction, you know, done. Uh, and then what happens is, is that uh, it wouldn't take, you know, too much for like a hacker to get into an organization or to change any of like that, that information from any of those companies. And if any of that information with any of those companies, uh, you know, gets changed or, or gets corrupted in any way, then the whole process of you buying that car uh, becomes, you know, null and void. So... There's a lot of moving pieces there, a lot of different people that can forget their passwords, that can forget this, that can, you know, leave their computers open, can uh, get exposed to hacking, can, you know, uh, have malignant employees, all kinds of things can happen in your little transaction to try to, to purchase a car. So uh, what a smart contract does in a nutshell is that it removes the need to trust so many people in the process of buying anything. So... So uh, how and, and why does it do this? Well, uh, smart contracts for, for number one, smart contracts are secure. Uh, they use cryptography to stop people from altering records. So that's number one. Number two, they're transparent. So everyone can see on the blockchain. You can just go to the blockchain and you can see on, you know, uh, on the smart contract what is uh, being done and what, what it's being used for and what the smart contract is. So it's completely transparent. You can see exactly what it's doing. Uh, number three, you have no more middlemen. So smart contracts don't need a third party to verify the blockchains of verification. So that does it for you. Uh, number four, it's it's autonomous. Uh, they work automatically, so you're not having to wait for someone to push a button somewhere in an office to make your transaction happen. As soon as that, you know, that transaction happens, it's like at the speed of light, boom, it gets done because it's just a piece of code executing, you know, uh, executing. So uh, it's extremely accurate, which is like the, the last thing as well, too, um, you know, because smart contracts are written in code. They, they don't rely on like gray areas of language and what does this mean? What does that mean? Or what's the interpretation of the person that's reading it on the other side and that kind of thing either it is or it isn't so it works on on if it if this happens do this if that happens do that uh you know and that's like how a lot of like computer code works and at the heart of smart contracts 
uh, tends to be that mechanism uh, that that says, you know, in computer code, of course, if this happens, then do this, Uh, which already exists today. Uh, Let's say you want to pay for something using a debit card or a credit card, right? This is a system that's in place now with your bank. The software your bank runs on will will use, if this happens, then do this. Uh, Follow follow this example right here. Look, for example, uh, if if the amount uh, in the bank uh, in the bank account, right, is larger than the sum requested, they release the funds. If the amount in the in the bank account is smaller than the sum requested, then they don't release the funds. So there it is. If this happens, that happens. That's like how it works. And that's how a, a smart contract does that, but it does it without any anybody in the middle to, to have to execute and think about that, that whole transaction. So the difference with smart contracts is instead of a bank or any third party being the controller of the decision, it just falls to the blockchain. And the blockchain does it yes or no that's it so taking the above uh you know example that we talked about uh you know with the, with the amount of money and if you apply that you know to a smart contract built on a blockchain you, you just do the following if the amount in the digital wallet is larger than the amount that's been re- you know already requested and it hasn't been spent then release the funds uh, and if the amount that's in the digital wallet is smaller or it's already been spent already then don't release the funds so and it'll know instantly if the if if the amount in the wallet has been spent because everything's recorded on the blockchain. So, so I guess the exciting bit about smart contracts is that it means that anyone can basically enter into an agreement, right, with anyone else on the blockchain, uh, keeping a record of like the whole thing. So you can do business with like people in Africa, you can do business and people in Japan and all kinds of things and everything's recorded so there's no room for misinterpretation, cultural differences or anything. So, so, uh, so basically you heard me talk about dApps in the beginning of this and, and I guess the big question would be is that how do dApps dApps use smart contracts, right? So, so uh, dApps are, are, as we said in the beginning, they're decentralized apps, right? And and uh, I guess they can best be thought of as as like a bunch of smart contracts that are in you know tied together in a bundle. So uh, a smart contract on its own uh, can only be used for one type of transaction. A dApp, however, can can you know bundle multiple smart contracts together uh, to do more sophisticated you know things and operations. A DAP uh, can also put like a friendly interface on on top of the contracts, uh, just like apps do today. You know, like that's what apps do. Uh, some some notable you know DAPs that you might have heard of is like you know Augur. Uh, Augur is a tool that allows anyone to to speculate on derivatives. Uh, yesterday we talked about Dai, right? So you heard uh, you heard me talk about yesterday of uh, uh, on uh, Maker Maker DAO Maker DAO, right? Uh, which is a decentralized finance. Uh, you know, finance operation. It's a DeFi. It's a DApp that enables users to lend and borrow uh, cryptocurrencies without needing any middlemen or anything like that. And it creates DAI in the process. We talked all about this yesterday. Uniswap, uh, which is an Ethereum-based exchange that allows anyone to swap ERC-20 tokens. So CryptoKitties, which is like uh, uh, the Beanie Babies of of cryptocurrency. It's a unique NFT-based crypto collectibles. Uh, that can be bred using smart contracts. Uh, Argent, you might have heard of as well, uh, which is an Ethereum wallet that uses smart contracts uh, to basically abstract away concepts like addresses and private keys and that kind of stuff. So uh, I guess uh, like blockchain technology uh, used to power most of the cryptocurrencies, 
smart uh, contracts are, are derived from earlier technologies that weren't quite, you know, complete. Uh, in the case of smart contracts, uh, they're basically derived from earlier electronic uh, instruction execution programs that use the if-else statements, you know, uh, other conditional logic to automatically produce an outcome based on the information that's presented, you know, with it. Uh, so the term smart contract itself uh, was coined in the 1990s uh, in an academic paper created by Nick Zabel. Uh, excuse me. <coughs> Sorry about that. Uh, a prominent computer scientist uh, and cryptographer that that was responsible for developing one of the earliest uh, precursors of Bitcoin known as BitGold. Uh, so Zabel uh, initially described uh, smart contracts for a variety of basic purposes like fraud detection and reduction and uh, enforcing contractual agreements, uh, but later elaborated that like, you know, the potential use cases for the technology to the digital cash, you know, and smart property, um, and more in like a 1996 paper. So it kind of changed like a little bit there. And then uh, Ethereum implemented uh, a Turing complete language on its blockchain, uh, on its blockchain, sorry, uh, which allowed for, you know, complex and sophisticated logic in, in smart contracts. So uh, smart contracts aren't always perfect. You know, sometimes they have problems with them. And although smart, smart contracts are generally considered to be uh, a trustless way of, of enforcing, you know, agreements on and logic and that kind of stuff, uh, they're not without their fair share of problems as well. Uh, for one thing, smart contracts are are uh, immutable uh, on many blockchains. Uh, this means that once they're launched, they can't be changed or upgraded, which can lead to disastrous consequences later on down the road as technologies change. Uh, if there's underlying issues as well with the code, uh, that can be like a huge struggle. So this perhaps is best highlight highlighted if you uh, remember back in uh, two, uh, 2016, uh, the Ethereum uh, DAO hack, uh, the Ethereum DAO hack, uh, which saw like an unknown hacker siphon off millions and millions of Ether uh, by exploiting a loophole in the DAO's split function. So uh, anyways, unknown and novel attack vectors can also uh, be often exploited, uh, ending with investors losing money. So sometimes it's, it's you know, something to, to keep an eye out on for. So even though uh, many like smart contracts are, you know, I mean, they're pretty good. Uh, there's always uh, a risk, but in cryptocurrency, you're running a risk no matter what of everything. So uh, the future of smart contracts, I guess, is that like nowadays, uh, most blockchains have, have, you know, smart contract functions with, with active communities of developers creating dApps uh, using smart contracts on blockchains such as Cosmos, NFO, and Hyperledger, and the scope of like all these smart contracts and capabilities can range from like the simple to something like Bitcoin or Litecoin uh, to even more advanced you know dap capable blockchains like ethereum and tron and polka dot and all that stuff so uh right now they're used for a huge range of tasks uh including digital identities uh supply chain management uh insurance data storage uh, you know a whole lot more man it's like i mean right now smart contracts are being used basically for everything and we're still in the early days of what smart contracts and dapps can be used for but uh, there's companies and even governments experimenting with their potential already. So 
Let's see what happens with them. That's, uh, you know, just a, a little bit of, of, of information on, on, uh, on what smart contracts are uh, in a nutshell, you know, right there. So uh, keep an eye. I know that governments, uh, you know, countries like Estonia have already started using blockchain to run their state. Uh, supply chains and startups like Provenance are helping manufacturing companies use blockchain to buy and ship goods. Insurance companies, startups like uh, Etherisk and, and etc. Are, are using, uh, you know, blockchain uh, to help create insurance platforms for aviation and the farming industry. So uh, smart contracts are going to be here for a while. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't just write them off as, as something that like, oh, it doesn't interest me because if you're interested in crypto, you're going to have to know, uh, you're going to have to know DeFi uh, if you're interested in crypto and you're going to have to know smart contracts uh, if you want to make money. So there you go. All right, guys, that's going to be it for the night. I'm going to retire. It's been a long, long, busy day uh, with, uh, you know, watching the, the screens and seeing what's going to happen and uh, and trying to put some information together for you. So uh, right now, uh, the market's moving sideways, so we're just keeping an eye on it until tomorrow. But uh, if anything were to happen before uh, we get together, just remember that if you don't do anything else, buy the freaking dip. I'll talk to you later.